Welcome to the University of Pikeville Men's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Justice. Today, I catch up with Associate Head Coach Evan Faulkner. He talks about his journey through the University of Pikeville, his duties as the Associate Head Coach, recruiting the right players for the Bears basketball program, and talks about playing in the tough Mid-South Conference. So let's get started. Bears up by eight. Green's going to get all the way to the glass. Nice pass up to Darius. Love. And send it. He in. says, uh, this is my application for five slamma pajama. Well, he's hired because that was impressive right there. Good morning, Coach Faulkner. Welcome to the University of Pikeville Men's Basketball Podcast. Hey, Gary. Appreciate you having me, buddy. I appreciate you hopping on today and Always excited to learn more about the men's basketball program at the University of Pikeville. Yes, same here, man. Always excited to share. Uh, Coach Faulkner, tell us about your journey to the university. Yeah, you know, my journey is probably similar to a lot of uh, a lot of people just trying to, uh, you know, break through the business initially. I, um, I guess I can start with, uh, you know, where I'm from, where I, where I uh, originally came from, from Sandy Hook, Kentucky, just north of here. Uh, graduated high school Elliott County High School had a really uh fun uh high school basketball experience which led to uh you know a scholarship to Radford University in Virginia played a couple there, uh, years there uh, got to learn a lot from some really good coaches there and ended up finishing at University of Charleston with my playing career uh in West Virginia so uh from there just just knew I had to coach and bug and, and wanted to try to find a way to um, you know, just break in and, and get started. And unfortunately, the guy that I had played for at Charleston um, ended up taking another job right after I graduated. So I was in limbo a little bit, had it worked out where I was going to coach there. And thankfully, a guy by the name of Dwayne Osborne went ahead and gave me a shot. Um, I volunteered there as I finished my degree. I didn't make a dime. It was I was also trying to finish school. I was doing my student teaching that fall. Um, I actually lived with, uh, with a, a lady that was a, a really close uh, to our program. She allowed me to just stay with her for free and, wow. uh, you know, did whatever I could to help while I was student teaching. And those were some long days, man. You know, I was, I was in the classroom at 7 o'clock in the morning. You know, I was out of there at 3.30 or 4 as soon as I could get out of there and straight to practice and uh, would spend hours after practice, you know, in the office trying to, uh, make up whatever work I could that I missed throughout the day and, you know, back home at 10, 30, 11 o'clock trying to prepare for the, for the day, uh, you know, at school the following day. So, you know, it was just one of those uh, grinded out type experiences that I think really made me a better coach. I ended up staying there uh, uh, the second semester after I finished my student teaching and, and continued to help there. Uh, got lucky and got a job where I made $800 a month and had enough money where I could get me an apartment and pay rent and just figure it out. But, uh, it was it was one of those deals where uh, it was it was what young coaches need to try to try to do and, and just figure it out with, um, you know, I got lucky and Coach Osborne gave me a lot of responsibility that first year. and I got to learn a lot. So I went from there and went to Ripley High School. Uh, you know, it was really hard, obviously, financially trying to trying to make it on that. So I ended up getting a high school teaching and coaching job there at Ripley High School uh, just north of Charleston. Uh, had a had a really fun uh, two years there. Got a chance to try to run my own program and figure out what it was like to be a head coach. Uh, 
had some really good players, had had a kid named Chase Johnson that eventually uh, was an ESPN top 100 kid, went to Florida out of high school, uh, got fortunate, and, and that's where I met Luke Lahue, got to coach him for two years uh, there at Ripley, who was, uh, as we all know, an eventual U-Pike All-American. Um, had another kid named Jamison Hunt that ended up getting a scholarship to uh, to play at West Virginia State and is now at Ohio Valley. and. Uh, just had a great group of kids. We we had a lot of success, uh, something that was a little bit foreign there. So um, those kids got to have a really neat experience. Our community really rallied around us. But uh, that led me here. I uh, took a graduate assistant position here uh, from Ripley High School and have just kind of, you know, climbed the ladder, I guess you could say, uh, from that position. Thankful to Coach Wells and Coach uh, Coach Compton for uh, giving me an opportunity here and, and uh, that's where we are now. Have had a really, really fun uh, four years here. It's hard to believe this is year number five, but uh, you know, still excited every day to get to come in and work with these guys and be a part of this, uh, be a part of this program. Well, Coach Faulkner, we're definitely very excited that you're a part of the Bear family and a part of this basketball program. Now, now you're the associate head coach. Kind of describe what the difference is, duties between an associate head coach and an assistant coach. Yeah, to be honest with you, Gary, there's there's not a ton of, of uh, difference as far as just day-to-day responsibilities go. Uh, Coach Compton and I, uh, you know, worked really closely together uh, over the course of the previous four years. Um, and obviously, big shoes to fill. You know, it was it was honestly while while Coach Wells was here and while uh, Coach Compton was the associate, you know, it was almost like he had two head coaches. Coach had just been here for so long. He literally knew every nook and cranny of, of, of you know, what went on in this program. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people didn't really appreciate or see the things that he was doing behind the scenes just from an operational standpoint, uh, especially after Coach took the athletic director's job and, you know, he, his hands were just completely full. And so just watching him and observing him and, and the things that he did here, you know, it was uh, – I guess it's a little bit more of a leadership-type position to where uh, – you know, you you have a little bit more responsibility to to see some of the things that may be behind the scenes, or we're, we're falling short on, or maybe you know just a day to day thing that didn't get done. That uh, you know maybe you've got a little bit more leadership responsibility to try to figure those things out ahead of time and make sure um, you know the administrative things get done. But you know from a coaching perspective, not not a ton of difference. Uh, you know, still uh, you know very involved in the recruiting side of things. Uh, game planning and scouting is a big piece to what uh, I do along with the rest of our assistants. Uh, you know, the individual workouts and the player development is huge. Obviously, that's something that uh, is is very important to us. We want our players to, uh, to come here and we want to help them get better. Uh, so from a coaching perspective, not a ton of difference. I, I think maybe in-game there's a little bit more responsibility, uh, you know, as as – uh, a staff that is is trying to work to, together to figure out new roles across the board. Uh, coaches kind of tasked me with with uh, you know talking to our assistants, our GAs throughout the course of a game, and you know uh, allowing us to bounce ideas off of each other. And then uh, he's kind of given me uh, the the responsibility to bring some of those thoughts to him maybe whether it's an adjustment or you know something that we see from a staff perspective that we think uh, we can do differently or be better at whatever that may look like but uh, you know I think one thing that uh, you know people don't understand how hard it is as a head coach in game trying to 
make some of those decisions. And, you know, we don't want three or four different guys throwing ideas at coach in the middle of a game. And, and you know, that can become overwhelming for a lack of a better way of putting it. So, uh, you know, maybe a little more responsibility there. But but overall, very similar, just just um, – you know, trying to follow in the footsteps of Coach Compton, he was he was phenomenal at this, and 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 there was never a stone left unturned. So just just trying to be meticulous and detailed about uh, the way we work and and the things that get done, uh, you know, that's that's really the only difference. So it's an organized approach. I mean, talk about in-game adjustments. Sometimes in that timeout, you only have sixty seconds, so sure. even fifteen minutes of halftime. So you have to be very organized, sure, on those adjustments. So Coach Faulkner, you. Describe the beginning of your grind from being a volunteer assistant to to making a a, a whopping eight hundred dollars per month. What's some of the reasons why you got into coaching? Yeah, you know, I mentioned, uh, you know, I had a really neat high school basketball experience, and and were around some very influential coaches. Um, you know, my head coach in high school was Rick Mays. We had a very similar dynamic with within that staff with uh, a guy by the name of Greg Atkins, who was the assistant coach, who is now the head coach, and. Um, you know, I had a really close group of friends that, that are still some of my closest friends today. And, you know, for whatever reason, we just, we, we pieced it together and had a, had a really fun run. And, and, you know, throughout that experience, just some of the leadership opportunities that I was given, um, you know, just, just somehow developed into, to a love for coaching. And, uh, I can remember when I was that age and, and, uh, you know, we would have camps in the summer or, you know, there would be middle school teams or elementary school teams that needed help. And those were those were exciting times for me. You know, I, I remember as high school kids that. You know, that just that got me excited for some reason. And I knew then that I wanted to coach. So uh, and, and just been around some great coaches, um, you know, the high school, the high school staff I had was great. I uh, got to got to play for Brad Greenberg at Radford University excuse me, who, uh, you know, has, has been a GM in the NBA for the Philadelphia 76ers, drafted Allen Iverson, just just learned so much from him uh, from an X's and O's standpoint and, and you know, trying to design a, a team schematically. Felt like that was the biggest take I got from that. And then worked, or, or played for uh, uh, Mark Downey at University of Charleston, who has had unbelievable success at the Division II level. And, um, you know, just – big time motivator, uh, big time uh, culture builder, uh, you know, took a lot away from that and uh, got to work for, again, some, some phenomenal coaches in Dwayne Osborne, Kelly Wells, and now Ty Compton. So, you know, it's just, I, I, I guess you could say um, it was in my blood, I guess, man. I just, I, I knew from the beginning that, uh, you know, when we really got that thing going in high school and, and just the feeling of winning and the feeling of competing and, uh, the camaraderie that we had w within our team, that was something that I knew that I wasn't going to be able to live without. So I uh, have been blessed to to get to the position that I'm in and, and thankful for the guys that have given me opportunities along the way. i tell you what, Coach, yeah, I think you described it very well that you see what the, the role of athletics and basketball has had in your life and also the influences through coaches has had on you. And now you want to kind of – pay you that forward sure. as well too the influences you've had you want to for young men is also well coach Faulkner describe the basketball program at the University of Pikeville yeah well I, I think I hope first and foremost that 
you know, uh, over the course of time, we've built something that, you know, from the outside looking in, uh, our community, our school, uh, the people that are involved can be proud of. I mean, uh, I, I don't know that um, the people from the outside truly understand the work that it has taken uh, to, to get this program to the level it's at. And I've been blessed to be a part of it for the last five years. But to be honest with you, you know, there was that those were sort of the glory days. You know, that was it wasn't always like that. And, you know, Coach Wells and Coach Compton has bootstrapped this thing from from the ground up. And um, so we always want to be about winning. Uh, you know, we, we want to be able to compete at a high level. We want to be able to compete for championships uh, within our league and nationally. You know, uh, we're, we're chasing that feeling they got in 2011 when they were the last team standing. That's that's kind of our goal every year. So uh, hard to do that, we know. But, uh, you know, even more so than just trying to put a product out there that is competitive and competes for championships, you know, we we, we want to be more about, you know, the impact that we can have as much athletically as, as socially and academically, um, you know, we, we try our best to do things the right way and, and to, you know, bring good kids into this program that can help us compete, but, but can also represent the program in the way that uh, we want it represented. You know, we were, I think we had a 3.5 GPA this past semester, uh, you know, and, and have been over 3.0 for the last three or four semesters. So just making a commitment to, to winning, obviously, but also, um, you know, trying to impact the people in our program beyond just basketball, uh, you know, that, that's that's big for us. And, you know, a lot of people talk about doing it that way. I'm not sure everybody executes that. And, you know, that doesn't make us right or them wrong. But but just trying to have an impact is, is you know, one of our big things. Uh, you know, Coach, I, I listened to him and he talked about the culture we're trying to build. Um, and, and it's just about trying to uh, instill, you know, a blue-collared, hard-hat-type mentality in these guys. And, you know, we're not going to make excuses through adversity. We're going to show up and we're going to be everyday guys. And, you know, we're going to build trust with one another and have real relationships to where if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. And uh, at the end of the day, we're going to appreciate the opportunity that we have to just go out and compete and represent the program, uh, represent the university, represent the community. Uh, and then that's, you know, that's that's big for us. And, and again, those things – uh, a lot of a lot of teams talk about culture and, and and we try as hard as anybody to to build that and it's hard it's hard to sustain that but uh we're, we're fighting every day to get the right guys to do that i think coach compton tells me coach Faulkner, that it's uh under promise and over deliver so coach uh Faulkner, you talked about one of your duties as an associate head coach is recruiting sure uh describe describe for us the recruiting process yeah, so I mean, we we uh, we kind of joke about this from time to time. It's uh, it's easy to go find the guys that you want. It's harder to get them. Uh, you know, uh, we we have to obviously start with a baseline level of talent, and uh, you know, find guys that are good enough to help us compete at the level that we want to. But uh, as we just spoke about, we're also trying to identify guys that can fit into our culture can fit into our university, can fit into our community. So, you know, we kind of turn over every stone we can. You know, it's an it's a national uh, type of recruiting effort. Thankfully, we've got a staff that we can break some of that up and, and give uh, each one of us a little different responsibilities. But uh, we, we always try to start here locally and see what we can find uh, as far as kids we feel like can 
help us and give us the opportunity to compete at the level we want to. And then, you know, we, we broaden that out across the United States and, you know, even internationally, we've got a kid here from England this year. We've had international kids in the past. So um, just specifically from an individual standpoint, you know, this has changed for me a lot over the years. I've, uh, as I've learned the league and I've uh, seen what can and can't be successful here, I was always a guy that, wanted to chase skill and IQ and, um, you know, feel, so to speak, over maybe some of the athletic gifts that, that some of our kids have. And as I've, as I've developed and, and learned what is successful and what isn't in our league, that's changed for me a little bit. I think uh, first and foremost, uh, we're trying to recruit, um, again, starting with a baseline level of talent, a kid that's, athletic and physically tough enough to compete in our league and that's a challenge you know we we need uh, a grown man type of player that can come in and physically just handle the day in and day out rigors of what it takes to compete in the mid-south conference and uh, I, I think another another trait that we value a lot is versatility we want guys who can play multiple positions we want guys who can guard multiple positions uh, defensively, we try to switch a lot of things. Uh, so having guys that can that can guard, you know, one through four or even one through five is a huge benefit for us. Offensively, you see what we're doing this year with trying to space things out and play a bunch of guys on the perimeter. So uh, having, again, guys offensively that have the, have the capabilities of playing inside or out, playing, you know, on the ball, off the ball, whatever that may look like is, is something that we value. And then we just – we got to have kids that – from from an IQ standpoint, can um, can understand and execute uh, the nuances of what we're trying to do with our system, and that's probably the hardest thing we've found to evaluate. Is uh, especially this year when you don't get to see them play live, is just um, can they think the game, uh, and not just in a setting where you know we're rolling it out there and we're playing pickup, but but in a setting to where you know you have to be able to execute what we're trying to do offensively and also take a scouting report and try to take away some of the things that the other team is doing defensively. So, um, you know, we're, we're looking for obviously an all around player baseline level of talent, but you know, we certainly need physical toughness. We need athleticism. We need versatility. We need IQ. Uh, that, the, that's kind of the formula that we found, uh, that, that a player can come here and be successful. Well, coach Faulkner talk, you talked about it in one of your responses, one of the, one of the questions I asked you today, talking about competing at that national level, and you played probably one of the toughest conferences at the NAI level for sure. Yep. Talk about playing in the Mid South and how it prepares your team to compete at that national level. Yeah, for, uh, well, first and foremost, I think it's as it's as tough as it's ever been this year. You know, you talk about the addition of Freed Hardman, Martin Methodist, and Bethel, and you've had Thomas Moore just recently coming into the league over the course of the last couple of years. You know, it's it's as good as it's been. It's as deep as it's been, uh, and we know that there's never a night to where you can show up and not have your best and have a chance to win. And we've, you know, early on in the year with a bunch of new guys, we had to we had to kind of learn that the hard way, and hopefully we figured it out or at least starting to figure it out. But uh, it's it's a war every night, and I certainly think it helps prepare us. We've talked a lot over the course of the years about, um, you know, we excuse me, we go to the national tournament and you know, maybe our first round game or our second round game even has 
it, you know, our conference, our conference tournament schedule is, is comparable to that first or second round game. Um, so just, just playing the best of the best, night in and night out, uh, certainly, certainly helps. But, um, a lot of times it's hard on that win loss record, man. It's, it's, uh, it's brutal. It, it really is. I, I'm biased opinion, I'm sure, but I think it's the toughest league in, in the country at our level. Well, I, I tell you, and the Mid-South, I really think any sport you look at, whether it be a men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, softball, football, it's uh, top to bottom. No doubt. No doubt. It's, it's, a, it's a great conference. So, Coach, you got a, a challenging run of games coming up. You're traveling to Portsmouth, Ohio on February the 4th this Thursday. You take on Shawnee State, probably the hottest team in the NAIA mm-hmm. right now. Then you're coming back home on Saturday to play the University of Cumberland's kind of preview the week for us yeah well thankfully we get to play two of the next three at home but uh you know we've went through this stretch once and uh, had some success but but it is it is going to be tough you know shawnee like you said playing as well as anybody and just uh completely different really than anybody in our league their size and their length is is really hard to play against they're uh, a different animal at home in most years uh, it's really hard to go there and win so you know, it's going to take a big time effort on on Thursday night to beat them. Um, uh, it, it is going to be important offensively that we're a little better than we were uh, this past Saturday. Which, as we talked to our team about, you know, I, I have no doubts that that's going to that's going to be in place for us offensively. We've been really good all year, um, so 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 no worries there. I, I know our guys are going to come out and compete. I know we're going to uh, you know have a chance to 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 play better. Uh, especially offensively than we did this past Saturday uh, and, and give her, hopefully give ourselves a chance to win. Uh, I think Saturday we come home to Thomas. Hey, Thomas. He, he, yeah, as you already said, yeah. I, I apologize. I forgot about the Saints yeah. on uh, a very, another very – No doubt. No, no. And I think Saturday we come home and play Thomas Moore, um, another team that's that's much different than anyone else in our league. They're going to run a, a pretty uh, detailed, complex version of the Princeton offense. Uh we, we had a really good week of prep the last time we played them and felt like we guarded them really well. Um, so another challenge, much like Shawnee, they're playing as well as anybody in the country. Uh, they, they fought some COVID issues, I think, early in their year. And uh, similar to us, they missed a ton of practice time. And, and just, you know, it was a struggle getting out of the gate, so to speak, for them. But uh, they're they're on a roll right now. They're they're playing well. They played Cumberland, Tennessee last night. It was another uh, another double figure win from them for them on the road. So uh, they're feeling good about themselves. It's going to be a big time challenge um, defensively. Uh, they'll they'll present some issues with just the way they play offensively. I do think our guys um, have a have a feel, especially after playing them the first time, and and some of our returners who have played against them now for two years. Um, have a little bit of a, of a sense for what's coming. So, um, you know, it'll be important that we prepare the right way for that game uh, like it is for all of them. Uh, and, and well, so, so, so kind of give the listeners, I'm going to give you a cool, quick preview as far as uh, we talked about Shawnee State being hot, 19-2 and two on, overall. They've won 15 in a row, and they're 14-1 in conference. And then Saturday, you get to come home and play Thomas Moore of the Saints. They're 13-4 overall. 11 to four in the conference and won four straight games. Yep. So cha- challenging week for the Bears. Yeah, no doubt. And again, we, we went through this stretch before, uh, it, you know, first time through the league, we, we were in the exact same scenario. I think we fought out of that two and one. Um, you know, I think 
obviously our our goal is to, to to try to win them all but you know if we could fight through this thing and figure out a way to get two of them and and uh you know give ourselves a chance to win in all of them i think that's that's uh that's going to be a win for us so um you know two hot teams coming in thursday saturday and then another big time challenge on monday um uh, against University of the Cumberlands, who's, you know, you could argue maybe has the best player in the league in Tevin Allison and, and a really good supporting cast. So always a challenge to play against those guys too. Well, Coach Faulkner, this is uh, – I know you guys will have have the Bears prepared as you take on the Bears of Shawnee State on Thursday and then, you know, come back home to the Appalachian Wireless Arena and take on the Saints and then a quick turnaround on Monday taking on – at the Appalachian Wireless Arena, you could take on the uh, uh, University of Cumberlands as well. So, but – we, we wish you the best of luck, and uh, hopefully we can catch up with you guys next week when we talk about the three straight wins for the Bears in the Mid-South Conference. We're hoping so. Hey, Gary, we appreciate all you guys do, you and Jeff and, and Charlie. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, we're thankful what you guys do for our players and, and uh, know their families are thankful that, that they can get online and watch you guys and, and, and have a, a professional broadcast. We, we appreciate you guys. Well, Coach Faulkner, we appreciate you. appreciate your time today, and we wish you guys the best of okay. luck. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the University of Pikeville Men's Basketball Podcast. Special thanks goes out to the associate head coach, Evan Faulkner, for his appearance today. As a reminder, this podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast on all major platforms. As always, it's a great day to be a Bear, and the University of Pikeville tradition never graduates.